Welcome to the Prodigies Podcast, a forum for digging into the world of fitness, of health and wellness, of wholeness, specifically for teens and young adults. With special attention to the CrossFit athlete, we'll discuss all the things you want to know. Training, competition, nutrition, mental health, injuries, hormones, social media, family, relationships, and more. Hey guys, this is Steph. I'm coming to you live from Prodigy's podcast here at the Pit Fitness Ranch. And we are listening in tonight to a panel discussion with uh, four amazing collegiate athletes that are here from the pit. They're about to hit their live button. We've hit our live button. And uh, we're just going to listen in tonight and hear from Kylie, Callie, Gabby, and Livia. Just hear what all they have to say about growing up here at the pit and uh, working out at Triple River CrossFit as young kids into teenagers, and then going on to collegiate athletes. So just a reminder, we cover all things related to youth health and fitness here at the Pit Fitness Ranch, among other things, with a concentration on the CrossFit athlete quite often. So we got the girls all set up tonight. They're at a round table which I'll let you see here in just a second. And uh, then we have Brock and Autumn Yost, who are the head coaches and owners of Triple River CrossFit. They've been their coaches since these girls were little. And they're going to give lots of good questions and lots of great answers tonight as we hear from these athletes about what it's like to be a collegiate athlete having grown up around the CrossFit world, which is a great modality for strength and conditioning for any athlete, including collegiate athletes. All right, so we're just working on the All right, live. We're going to go in five seconds. Here we go. On All the right. live portion here. Four, three, two, one. One. All right. One. You're on. All right. We are officially live here at the Pit Fitness Ranch. And hey, guys. So from about 2.30 until about 4.40 in this recording, our video was muted at kind of a long story but we just had a lot going on as far as audio and video and we're trying to figure it out so uh, we have edited the recording so that you can pick up where uh, the audio restarted and you can hear the girls's conversation uh, for the next um, hour after that so lots of great stuff to listen to here but that uh, accounts for this bit of editing and this recording I'll start from the beginning. You guys were young, were into sports. Tell me about like, the sports you played when you were little. Like what drew you to the sports, and like what initially or eventually got you into the sport you're in now. So start. Give us a little background of what you did when you were young, building up through high school, and why you chose that sport for college, and how you started that for Um So starting as a young child, I did almost anything. You name it, I did it. Uh, my parents were really good about letting me score my options on and off for the sport. Um, I really got into softball because my dad, big baseball softball kind of guy. You know that, you know that. Um, 
Yeah, that is an interesting uh, dynamic where you <laughs> play travel, you play travel softball, travel volleyball, you play travel basketball. Yeah. yeah, so you're in every elite level of every sport, and in the end of it, you just decided forget, not forget all of them, but, but you wanted to go outside the comfort zone a little bit and, and try rowing. How, how is that decision? Um, how, how, what have you, you know, what are some of the benefits that you've come to the conclusion that you that is to make a good decision in your mind to take on rowing? Yeah. Uh, opposed to any of those other conventional sports. And also, how did CrossFit help prepare you for that? Because Heidi also, um, you know, a big D1 rower and she went to our powerlifting program and did some CrossFit too. So, um, you know, was it just important pretty much an easy switch just right into it? Um, well, it was not an easy decision. Going from volleyball to rowing, I had to give that up. And but the school definitely helped. The Michigan is a great school. They have a great business program. Um, but yeah, it's scholarship. Uh, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I gotta say, you know, a lot of people like they've all been playing their sport forever, and eventually, sometimes people get burnt out. And with choosing rowing and maybe not sticking with volleyball. I won't have to necessarily worry about the burning out. And yes, there'll be good and bad days, but I don't have to worry about, oh, I just could do this forever. I, I, I'm gonna hit mental blocks. I'm not gonna PR every time, but it's kind of going in fresh start with no standards. And I can kind of just set the pace and set who I am in this new sport. I just feel like I'm living a whole new life doing this. And it just is so fresh and amazing. And I can't, I can't really do it. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're bringing up burnout, and you guys—that's part of like the question I want to ask because a lot of you guys are playing multiple sports growing up, and eventually then like specializing. But how important was that to prevent burnout by playing other sports? Because that helped. What what helped not get burnt out before you got to that college level in the first place? Did you guys have something? Go ahead and yeah, try it. Yeah, I'll say I loved every sport growing up. Honestly, like it was super hard for me to make a decision, but I think just the passion that I had for softball and the love of going to it every day and my brother was my biggest role model growing up like I wanted to do what he did and he did baseball so I'm going to do softball he loved baseball so I'm going to love softball that's just how I was and so he pushed me every single night and my dad pushed me every single night to go hit to go field to go throw to go catch to do whatever it was I needed to get better at my sport but at the same time when it was basketball season I focused on basketball when it was volleyball season I focused on volleyball now I would still hit here and there, and I would still throw here and there, but you need a break from what your sport is in that you're doing, no matter if you love it or not, you need a break so that you can mentally refocus, and when you get back to the sport that you're in, you love it, and you're not dreading it because you've been working on it so long. I think that's a big thing is that, for me especially, like, during volleyball, I wanted to focus on volleyball, and then as soon as volleyball was over, then I moved to basketball. As soon as basketball was over, then I moved to softball. And I knew that softball was my favorite thing, and I knew that I wanted to do that in college. So it wasn't like I didn't do it for months or weeks on end. Like I would still do things here and there, but I had so much passion for the other sports that I think that helped me have more passion and more excited when it came to my softball season. I love that because I th I get the impression that now that there's so many club teams and it's easy to specialize that people are burning out or they're only focused on one thing. So I like Absolutely. to bring up the point that. When you're in season for another sport, you're all into that because mentally that gives you a break from the one sport that you know you're going to specialize in going forward for years and years. So Absolutely. I think that's a really good message for the young athletes out there that are 
not sure if they should or shouldn't play another sport to supplement. Like, you guys all agree that that's been super beneficial for you guys? Yeah. And I think that's good, too, for, like, probably what Liv was about to say, that as a young kid, you should try out every sport. You should try to see what you love and what you love more than that and what you like. You don't just want to stick to one sport because then you could get burned out because you didn't experience everything else. And, like, I met them through sports. Like, I wouldn't know anybody. And, like, Gabrielle, they started with our brothers playing football and baseball. Like, that's how I feel like you create your friendships and create your memories is by what you do with the people that you love. Yeah. I could back on that. Like, just, like, I think CrossFit has helped with that a lot because you come in here, or, like, starting fresh with this, you, like, I had no idea what I was doing at first. Like, we talked about that. So being able to do something I've never done before, like growing, it helps take the mental break and just absolutely destroy my body out here. <laughs> Um, showing what I can do to compare to like the soccer field. So like doing something totally opposite is good for like my mental health and like my body physically and see what else I can do on the soccer field. I think different sports also bring different life lessons. Like everything holds different perspectives, different things you're doing with your body, pushing you out of your comfort zone in different ways. And I think that's like, it, makes, it helps grow up, like mentally, physically, anything. I think that really is a good thing to have through different sports. So overall, you guys would all recommend the increased sport athlete in high school? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, no, we're for sport athlete, honestly, because <laughs> at, one point we at one point we were. You know, like I, obviously, like in every sport, you want to be the strongest you can be, you want to be the most fit, you want to be the most athletic. And when I was in seventh grade, I was off the opportunity to power with it. And that is what made me grow the love of weightlifting and CrossFit and stuff like that because I saw the growth that I had from sixth grade to seventh grade, which is a short period of time. And even from seventh grade to my junior year in college, I do CrossFit every time I come home. I do it as much as I can. And it mentally, like as Liv said, it mentally makes me a better athlete. But along with that, it also makes me a stronger athlete and, you know, like, me personally, like, I like to push my other athletes because, like, there's so many people on my team. Like, Kristen White's a good example. She's so strong, but she doesn't use it. And as soon as somebody pushes her, she's like, oh, okay. And then she gets the point, and then she pushes somebody else. And I feel like it's just a trickle effect when you have those people surrounding you that want to make you better. And powerlifting at such a young age gets you to understand, like, how much it takes and what you can gain from something like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's something you need to powerlifting for well, I think that we wouldn't be sitting here having this if we wouldn't have met you guys through strength and conditioning or here at Triple River CrossFit. So how did you guys take that first step and walk in the door? Like what got you through the door? Because I know sometimes that's the hardest part, like yes. just getting started. Um, and I know a couple of you guys that have been working with her since you were babies. I remember you were like elementary school kids and learning how to squat and I just have good memories. But tell me, like, <laughs> did your family push you? Did you push yourself? Like, what got you to start to do more than just the sports? It was all Yes, it was all had I will probably give credit to Hudson Miller on this one. I would tell Sally in my garage, she's like 10 years old, and I'm trying to beat her. Oh, and she's like, she's and she's at 10 years, and I'm like, okay, this girl 
stop so doing really crossfit for 10 years and still be amazing. She was doing Bernie's bachelor's at I don't know. I questioned a little bit when I I stood right over there and she was crying during a workout right before I was about to go do one. And I was like, but it's like the emotion you get, like let out and like just that relief you get from like working out. Like sometimes it's not like it's just like you're working so hard, you're putting it all out there, you feel that. Okay, sorry. So I'll say that. It started as a joke with Hadley. Um, you're like, after you eat that sandwich, are you going to do 15 burpees? Or like just funny stuff like that. That, that we, <laughs> we dug into her. Yeah. That credit to her, she took it all the time. But then finally it was like, oh, now Callie's doing it? Oh, Liv's doing it? I guess I should do it. And then it was like, wow, we all really like this. And then I feel like that's really what got me in there. And then. A um, little bit about me, I tore my ACL my junior year. Yeah, and I was bringing that up, I was going to mention that. That was one of the hardest times of my life, sitting on a recliner, just like a wolf on a log. And after I could finally move, I started doing CrossFit before I was even released from my sports. And I was scaling everything, you name it, I was doing it different. But I was getting in here moving my body and like, that just evolved over time to where it's like, oh, now I can do it full range, or wow, I can actually do this. This is great. And I think that's really what drove me here, kept me here, made me fall in love with it. And now I just find so much joy, like when I'm working out at 5 a.m. Yeah, shout out to Kylie. She's been a consistent 5 a.m. workouter all through my summer. She comes home, like, Kudos, girl. Yeah, like yeah, I love my people. Yeah. You guys have all been. Yeah. You guys have all been. Yeah, yeah, you guys have been. 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 Yeah, you guys have uh, bigger when I was <laughs> I was Hurt myself, there's no point. But like Kylie said, 
I came in here and moved myself, and there were five other movements that, okay, I'm better at the barbell, I'm going to do those. But I used to band as well. Like, you don't have to come in here and be like, oh, somebody's doing that. I have to do the chest bars. I have to do the muscle-ups because I have to compare myself to the people. As long as you're getting in here, you're moving, you're doing what's strong for you, you're doing what's, you know, the best for you, that's all that matters. You know, it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing as long as you are competing to the best of your ability. Um, so, I'm <laughs> started with you guys. Um, had really validation I liked working out, but it wasn't really working out, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like, I was intimidated to come in here. Like, there's a set routine that people do in here. So, like, coming in by yourself, for anyone that does that, like, kudos to you, because I felt like I couldn't. Like, I was like, Callie, are you going today? Like, I want to go. If you're not going, I'm not going, <laughs> kind of thing. So, just like having people that surround you and Obviously, our gym is a, a big community. Like, I've been to plenty of other gyms down in Florida and just all around, and nothing compares to how this gym is. But yeah, being in here with you guys definitely helped me learn to love it because the first few times I came in here, it was not pretty, it's not good, and I just hated it. It hurt. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, I love from that feeling. I mean, I, I, it's, it's almost seems obvious to love from an uncomfortable feeling, yeah. but that has to be the number one reason why athletes Matthew can really take take it, you know, go to a place. And it's it's oh, it it really <laughs> places. Yeah. 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 You, you, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Uh, <laughs> You guys maybe use it in your sport. I will do something like, okay, I can do hard things, and like, and like, it mentally makes me stronger to do harder things in life. Is that something you guys find makes you mentally tougher, like on the field and the court and all that? And I do that. I do that a lot in our own weight room. It's yeah. like, man, this rep's hard. It's like, but wait, when I in the summer I did this, this, and this, and then it's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. So, and yeah, I would definitely say that's. I do thing. that in school. Yeah, I took my last farm final exam, and someone came up to me and said, you can do hard things. And I literally started crying, but guess what, I passed the class. Yeah, that's what I work. I had like a hard deadline, and I'm like, I can do hard things. And then I took the Bermuda Triangle, I can do this thing at work. Especially time frame. Like, I can do anything for a minute. I can do anything for a minute. I can do anything for a minute. I like it when Autumn asks me to help her the groceries and then I try to just come back. Oh, yeah, all the <laughs> farm hey, carrying it. I don't know if I carry the groceries myself. Yes. All in one trip. Well, the last trip, though. I like that my mom goes grocery shopping. She pulls her nose up the garage. It's right there. A little that's, that's the joke about CrossFit is to go grocery shopping. We'll drive around the parking lot for like 15 minutes looking for the closest spot. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to come in here and just drive yeah. for an hour. It sounds all right. And I think Patty started to touch on this, and this kind of leads into the next question. Like, as females who live, I mean, I've heard it through my whole career as a trainer and a coach, like, be careful with that weight. Don't get too bulky. That looks dangerous. Like, how do you guys, like, deal with that? Do you find that that's so common for you guys? And what do you do to deal with that when you hear that? I think it used to be more common than it does now. Um, 
I mean, that's my opinion anyway. But I think that I've always had, and probably these three as well, have always had the mindset of I don't care what other people have to say because, because honestly, like, if I want to lift a certain amount of weight and somebody tells me no, well, then it's just going to make me more mad. So then I'm just going to prove them wrong anyway. So I think that as an athlete, if you have that mentality of do what you want to do and prove to other people that you can be successful in the aspect of what you're doing, then that's what's just going to make you successful. Yeah, and honestly, growing up, coming, becoming, because I did CrossFit when I was super young before you guys back in the cage. Because I, I always so wanted, yeah. Were you like like six years old? Yeah, I was really trying to keep up with my brothers. I wanted to be better than my brother because that was always the image that I had. Is I want to do what my brother's doing. I want to beat them. If they're doing it, I'm doing it. Um, but growing up, I was trying to hang with the guys because I had brothers. So I was trying to hang with the guys. I was trying to keep up with the guys. But it got to a point where the guys became insecure because I was stronger. It was that age where girls kind of go above the guys, but then eventually the guys will surpass. I remember that point. Right? <laughs> yeah. I remember the specific point. I so, was not like hell yet where I didn't care. I yeah. didn't care at that point. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fine. But, but do you remember really what it was? So you're coming for zero hour, and we're doing all the workouts. We're doing like a three rep max tank. Yeah. And I think you're in eighth grade, you hit like one, 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 one twenty-five or something like that. And none of you know they're all learning how to clean at the time. Yeah. But I remember you, you smoked everybody, and those guys were feeling some sort of a way. So they cried. What did were there comments or something like that come from that? Yeah, there there were. I got called a guy all the time. We're like, yeah, you know, or if I was dating somebody, I would be called the boyfriend instead. Oh, wow. Like I, I got, I would say I got bullied in a way by some of the guys, but it made me stronger in the end. Like, I look back and it, and it made me stronger and made me care, not care about what they had to say. Like, I'm comfortable in my own body. I'm doing what's best for me. And if you're going to be insecure for yourself, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm trying to do what, I, what I'm best at. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, like, we are all on different pages. And it doesn't matter. There are people who are younger than me who are better than me. But it's going to happen. That's what drives people different ways. You need that. You need somebody below you or above you to be better than you, so then you have something to strive for and something to get better from. Mm-hmm. I guess that. You guys all have, like, sounds like, like, when I hear you guys talk, like, your mental game is, like, on point. Like, and CrossFit mm-hmm. okay, has helped me with my heart. Absolutely. 100%. It, Do you, like, feel like you just, like, were born with some of that? Your family's, like, fostering that? Like, what's giving you guys a strong mental? For me? Yeah. If I ran into a mental block, if I was feeling like, oh, I'm sucking right now, for me, it was just, I gotta keep going. Because if I stop, that's when I get That's I just know that I don't want to go in that place. So for me, I just keep going. I just keep going. Well, I thought, like, you don't want to know the number one thing that is truly called successful you're going to be in life? Right. Like, just grit. Like, like what you're saying, like, when it's hard, I fight harder. I can do hard things, I can prove people wrong. As long as you keep going. I mean, whether it's at a two pace or a 10 pace, like it's whatever. Is that your your rowing pace? Yeah. Okay, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, sure. So I've done nothing about rowing besides the concept you mentioned in the lower one. And, um, so you are in a specific position on your team, right? 
Yes. It's like you're like a setter. Yes, it's called Shrimpsy. So in a boat, it's backwards pretty much. So I'm in the back of the boat, but I'm facing the capstan. So everybody's everybody's facing me. So my back is turned to everybody else. I can't see the finish line. I can't see people behind me. So essentially, I am setting the pace for everybody else. So however fast I'm moving back and forth, that's how fast they're moving. So we all have to work together. I have to read them, they have to read me, and that's what the shirt seat is. But all seats are important. That is just the one that I am starting to develop in right now. Um, so it takes but, a strong mindset to hold that position, probably. Yeah. Uh, maybe even a little bit more than another position. Because you sort of have to lead by the mindset. Yes, my coach. Yes, my coach had sat me down, and we had been doing some switching around. So I, when I first got into obviously I'm on the boat. I wasn't always a ship seat. I went to seven, which is a seat right behind. So we've been flipping, and it got to the time where we're about to race. And she sat me down. She had told me, and she said, I saw you run in our tryouts and our fitness test. And the way you turn it on, when some people would turn it off, that's the kind of person I want to be mm. sure. Mm. And CrossFit has taught me that. Mm. When you have 10 seconds left, how many more reps can you get? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how many reps you just got. How many more can you get now? And that minute, and that ten seconds, and that five seconds, because it's not over until it hits zero. All the way through. All the way through. Well, this is probably a good time to take a break. For uh, our sponsor has this sweet commercial of these products that said they can win you victory grips. Um, have a really cool product that they want to show you guys, and I want you to enjoy this little commercial they put together uh, right now. <laughs> So we're officially at the merge right now? Yeah, we're all Okay. Liv, move your mic closer to you, man. How long do we got? Um, oh, 50 all seconds. All of us? Or do all of you have 50 seconds. Huh? Just to give them a little bit more time. Oh, hey, Gavin. Are you doing good, Gavin? This commercial is good. Yeah, you guys sound great. Thanks, Gav. Very girls sound great. Um, I don't know how much time we got, but okay. it's coming back here in a second. Okay. Well, do you want to run it again? No. We're going to run it twice, bro? You want to run it again? You're good. Once, you're already. Nope, I didn't do it. Hold, hold, watch. Okay. We're back live. All right, so I'm gonna kind of switch gears here. We started to touch on it, but something I think is really important um, that I want you guys to talk about, and I want you to get the message to young athletes, female athletes, like mental health issues has been really big in like college sports in the last couple of years. Um, why do you think the pressure for female athletes is so intense um, in the culture that we're in right now? What do you think is driving some of that? And, um, what do you guys do in your own personal lives to like take care of your mental health, not just your physical health? So I think that mental health stereotype, or not stereotype, but um, we're always chasing a stereotype. We're always chasing to be stronger than the boys, faster than the boys, be like the major leagues when there's a pro softball team too. Like it's always trying to beat that stereotype, and I think separating yourself from what that is and kind of. Soaking up with internal 
and realizing that you are doing it for you. You are doing it to be your best self. You are doing it to be your own records. You are doing it for you and not trying to chase a bar that is set for you. I think you should set your own bars and you chase the bars that you want to chase. I don't think that somebody sets my bar, I'm kind of like, why? Like, that's, I want to do that for me. I want to pick what I do. I want to pick how I do it. Um, my mom can tell you that. <laughs> my mom can tell me I was always strong-willed, but um, <coughs> I think that's just a great approach that I found successful through my whole career is your bar is not the same as my bar, but I'm still going to push myself to get to a higher bar, and I think that's different across the board. Your bar is not my bar. Your bar is not her bar. It's like there's so many different ways to go about this, and just appreciating what you can do, your body can do, your ability everything is a great way to go about it in my opinion so i think all you said it earlier that um women were lifting like yeah we were just like looked down on and i think again going back to like how we are talked about as well just um it's mainly men and how they talk about it and i think that it has a big part in our mental health now it's just like us not being seen as again our bar, not being able to reach those goals, and I feel like there's people that do want to push us down and that don't possibly want to see some women succeed, and I feel like it's different from everyone. But um, I I've dealt with that, especially this year with mental health. I don't want to say it's a mental health issue. Um, it was a knee issue, and <laughs> it was it was just an injury, an ankle injury, and we talk about. Um, yeah, adversity and finding yourself not specifically within your sport. Like, you are more of a person than just your sport. And I think for me personally, like, I'm in the nursing program, I'm in soccer, I have family, I have a boyfriend, I have friends. Like, there's just so much that has to do with who I am, and it's not specifically soccer. And it's not necessarily specifically CrossFit or weightlifting. It's not how much I'm lifting every single day. But just being able to, like, find myself and overcome obstacles like that is was big for me in my mental health and I think the thing that helped me the most was having people that could surround me but also me being able to find myself within the Lord and being able to reach out to him and grow closer to him throughout the season but I wouldn't be able to do that without the people that I had surrounding me in the nursing program my soccer team and my yeah I think I can go along with that as like as Kylie said, each person is different, but that's what makes you who you are. Everybody is different. Everybody has their own personal traits. Everybody's special in their own way. And I think it's something big that people have to understand that like, I'm not gonna compare myself to Kylie, she's a pitcher, but I'm also not gonna compare myself to Ashley Pringy because she's a hitter. And I'm not gonna compare myself to Kristen White because she's like, it's like, I'm gonna do what I need to do. I'm a second baseman, I'm gonna focus on second base. I'm not gonna focus on what Kelly's doing at short. I'm gonna focus on second. And it's just little things like that. And off of what Liv said, having a support system around you is what's gonna make you excel and make you different. Because for me, there has been lots of mental things in my head, starting with freshman year. I came in there, I had never failed in my life, ever. I'd always gone on every travel team and always done really well. And then I get to college and I struggled and I'd never done that before. And that was extremely hard for me. But because the people at Alabama were so supportive and all they wanted to do was help you be you, because we literally have in our 
uh, our locker room, it says person over athlete. And it, as soon as you, it's like our mm. door into the locker room. Like that's literally what they focus on. And we have so many things there that help you realize how important you are as a person, not an athlete. But for me personally, what I did was I had to focus on myself. You journal, I go on a walk on the river. I go have lunch with some friends, a different person all the time. Like take a break from homework, take a break from softball. You don't have to go hit every day. You have to go pitch every day. You don't have to go play soccer. You don't have to row. Like you don't have to do everything every day to be a good athlete. Like a lot of it, I, I learned that a lot of it is in your head. It's what you learn about yourself more than what you learn from other people through your sport. If that makes sense. Athletics are going to push you. Like, and they are going to, like you said many times, take you places. And I think making sure you know that fine line of I'm an athlete, but I'm also a person, like you said, like for me, I'm a softball player from two to five during the weekdays. And I'm a softball player Friday, Saturday, Sunday. After that, I'm not. Like I get my breaks. I'm a student. I'm a friend. Like there has to be that definite line of like, I am more than what I'm here to do. Although I still identify as what I'm here to do. So making sure we can rotate those in and out was something that I learned that was really valuable because I mean, my friends come over after practice and we talk a little bit about softball, but that's not our whole night and it can't be the whole night because then it consumes you. And then it, I mean, there's been, there has been times where I go to bed thinking about one pitch from one game that keeps me up for the rest of the night. But then it's like, I have to go play again tomorrow. How do I beat this? And just really adapting to what that throws at you, uh, I think is really beneficial, so. Yeah, absolutely. It, there is a fine line. In the sports and school, you have, you have to put, you have to remember that school is the most important. That sports won't be here forever. Yes, you can continue on and do it for fun. But competitively, it's only going to be there for a short time, so you also have to take time into your personal life, into your career, and your education, whatever that may be. And you need to focus on that and make that your first priority because that's what's going to get you a living in life. And so if you pride yourself too much on what you're doing in the gym or wherever you are, your priorities are going to shift, and that's going to also hurt your mental. So you have to straighten your priorities first. And then that will take you for your first step in establishing your mental health. Because I see a lot of people, like you say, I did the same thing, especially in high school. You get stuck on one mislay, that one bad pitch, or maybe you struck out and that was game over. But it's also, like my dad said, that other people are trying to care less. In the end, you're good, you might be worse than that for it, but I mean, in, in reality, it's just this little thing in this huge life, and you can either learn from it or get on it, and I think we should all choose to learn from it. I think you brought up a good point about the 100 people in China. I love it. I mean, it's true. Like, I miss one pitch that goes 400 feet center field. Nobody's, nobody's going to remember that. Nobody's going to remember that. Nobody nitpicks it that much, but you do. And yeah. so kind of like shifting that mindset to like, it's hard. Okay, and I think one of the big things that my coach really harps on is one pitch at a time. But once that one pitch is done, it's done. Like, you have to keep moving on. You have to not beat yourself up about it. You have another job to do, and you can 100% accomplish that because then I can go back and get a strike, and another strike, and then strike out if I really want to. Like, that's something obviously we try to do every time, but knowing that, okay, one bad one, I can, I can make up for it right here in a good one. And that's within five minutes of each other. Like 
I think you can test off of that because if you think about it, how many kids care about what you did in your performance? Like, you think about it, she's a pitcher. Girls don't care about how many strikeouts she had. She's a pitcher. Like, nobody cares about how many. What do you think? How many tackles you have, right? People, but people don't. But people don't understand. Like kids don't understand. Like they don't. They don't understand. They're there to see their role models. They're there to see you succeed and be like, I want to be like her. Honestly, like a prime example is Montana. Like she has grown. Like, yeah. The famous But honestly, like, she. What did you say? Six two, six two, six one. Yeah, like like her, me. But going off of her, like she's a great example. She could not have the best game, but after every single game, we legitimately the whole team had to go in front of Montana and sign autographs because the girls were there for her. They wanted. She was the role model. They didn't care about oh she gave up a home run. I don't care. I'm here to see Montana. Like having. That mindset of, and she did great with that. Like, she taught us as well. Like, it's more than a game. I just want to remind you guys that your career in Montana Fox is all for. You guys, you're like, you were going to get autographed after this. I think that's what sports and CrossFit has done to us, though. Like, it's made us into great leaders. And I I don't strive to be a role model, but I strive to be, like, a great leader and be able to help my teammates out, my friends, my family, like, I'm not here to sign autographs, like, mm-hmm. that's awesome, that's so cool, but I'm here to help others, and I think that's also what led me into nursing, sadly, <laughs> also greatly. It's good um, life lessons. Yeah, too. but just having great leadership, and that comes with being able to cheer each other on at 5 a.m., at 8.30 a.m., I feel like leadership also comes by example, and that is like 100% of the people that walk through that door right there. I mean, I'm in that corner, but I see all of them, and it's like, okay, let me try hitting with her. I want to be like her. I want to lift as much as him. Like, and you don't always have to just say it. Like, somebody's watching and I think that's really important to remember because, like, I stand back here with Pam, and I'm like, I, I want to be like I knew Pam, Pam was going to get brought up. Of course, Pam was going to get brought up. Of course, Pam was going to get brought up. shout out Pam. What? Pam's a 50-year-old in here busting her ass every morning. Like, she's a, 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 she's Pam's a role model for me, and then I'm yeah. a role model for you guys. It's like, it's contagious. Like, yes. You guys are role models for my daughter, who's a high schooler, and she's a role model for the element. Like, it just trickles it's down. And I love having that in our community. What a blessing we have to have the space that you guys continue to do what you do because it's, it's making a difference for so many people you guys just don't realize. But same thing with the people that are above you that you're looking up to, they're making a difference. I just love that about this place. It's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you guys for creating yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I will say to all the bros out there, oh, yeah. with the insecurity uh, problems, <laughs> <laughs> chill out. Let me chill out. <laughs> Learn how to do a hand clean, learn some good deadlift form, and get some. You know, some, uh, it's not, I mean, you sometimes like this. I mean, my girl is pretty fit, and I'd be in a workout the other day. So, yeah, I was just saying. So, real quick, let's go. I'm going to derail. Derail? 
So, <laughs> so what? Tell me what uh, if you guys have like an ideal workout? Uh, anything wall walls. Anything. Wall walls. Oh yeah. Love yeah, wall walls. Yeah, yeah. Like that fifty forty. I'm sorry. Can you what? Oh. What? Oh. 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 Like fifty forty. I don't know names of any workouts. I really like any partner workout. Mm -hmm. I like the. I like from my partner pushing me to push my partner. I love Mondays. Mondays are. Mondays are partner workouts every week here at Triple River CrossFit. She pushes me. She pushes the crap out of me. I was supposed to be part of my night. I said, We're thinking about making Mondays not partner. And people lost I was just testing the water. The water was That is not happening. I know. The water was up Saturday is our community day, community workouts. It's usually teams of four. Because I have grown the, in the last year and a half, has allowed me to get back to myself. As Brock said, like I had eight home runs last year. Eight home runs. I just want to make sure you guys <laughs> Eight home runs. I had eight runs. home runs, but there were so many opportunities. She that plays at Alabama. And just like knowing that and having that confidence going into this year, I think was the biggest thing for me. Because it's not necessarily like a Gatorade Player of the Year award. Like that's not what signifies who I am. It's how much growth can you have in a year to get back to the home run, to get back to the confidence? Because I think that is what has changed me and improved me as a player. And the biggest award that I have is growing so much from freshman year to sophomore year. So now when I get back in the box, I'm like, okay, I can do this instead of freshman year me freaking out to disappoint one of my teammates. Um, my growth is definitely a big one, but gaining confidence on the field was the hardest thing I had learned. Right. Um, just like walking on with all these girls from different countries. I've never played with a girl from a different country ever in my life. 
So walking on knowing I'm playing with someone from Spain, someone from Sweden, I'm like, oh shoot, do they play different soccer over there? <laughs> 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 play football. Play football. Did your team like make it really far this yeah. year too? Like yeah. you're a part of that, yeah. Like well, how far yeah. did all they do this year? So all three years, um, we my freshman year we won the Sun Conference, but I didn't play a lot freshman year. Again, I was still like building that confidence to be able to walk on the field. Um, last year, we were runners up for some conference championship, and then same with this year. But I felt like our team was more put together um, last year and this year. And we've made it, the farthest we've made it was this year um, in the second round of nationals. Obviously, we didn't make it to final site, but that's the goal. That's right in nationals, yeah. Yeah. That's the goal next year. Hey, some of the homegrown mentality along with you guys this year, right? Didn't you run with the lead, no doubt? Yeah. Um, that comes along with my leadership for sure. Um, I wanted to put that in there because you implemented that into us, into the gym, into our sports. So that was huge. Um, but there was just, there was something missing in our team and I didn't know what it was but it you need that grit and I feel like leave no doubt Kylie was saying to me earlier that it is different for everyone I can leave a totally different doubt than she can on the court on the field on uh, in the gym like it's just it's different for everyone so being able to send that into my team and bring something from yeah from home right there was Definitely special, and we still we, we use it every time. So I hope they continue to do that. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. I get so excited to tell my team, like when you guys comment on my Instagram photos, LNG, I like, and they're like, "What does that mean?" And I'm like, "Oh, let me tell you what it means." <laughs> and so, like, it's just a great conversation starter. But I think it's great for everybody to know what your version is. Now you take it and run with it. What is your LNG? Because it's not mine, or it might be. What do you do with it? Um, I think my biggest accomplishment for myself is just the evolution of a player that I am. I mean, my freshman year, like you said, it's one of those things that you come into and it's very much like, okay, where do I belong? What do I do? What am I going to, what am I going to be? What kind of player am I going to be? And uh, my freshman year, I was a closer. I was six, seventh inning, maybe five, maybe five. I'll come in there every once in a while, maybe once a weekend. To like last year, I was throwing every other game. I was getting in every game. I was seeing both sides of the field. I was pitching and I was hitting. And uh, yeah, finally. But that's but that was a challenge that I went through my freshman and my sophomore year is. I felt like I lost my ability to hit completely. Confidence, fundamentals. It's like, what happened? And I mean, at 22 years old, I'm still learning something new about my sport every day. And I feel like that's what I was able to build up and absorb everything. And then my coach is telling me, you got it. Like, if you can do it. And really having to put that in me and believe that is kind of where it got me to Second team all conference last year. So I can do all conference. Yeah. And, and you also had uh, Oklahoma on the ropes. <laughs> 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 this year. Uh, you were hey. the, so Oklahoma, if, if, for those who don't know, Oklahoma had an absolute pair last year. 
And the year before. And the year before. So are they three-time actually? Yes. Okay, yeah, so, so, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love Oklahoma, but I just don't like it. So, good. Jordy Ball gets crossed. She's not aware of that, but, but anyway, we you, know. you were shutting your mouth for how many years? Was it? Six. 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 A lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's tough. So that's tough. It was two oh, that um, But that came from a teammate. That came from a teammate of. Someone who stood in front of me right before I went out to a circle, and she said, "You have nothing to lose. Mm. You either get hit like crazy and fall into the mesh of every other pitcher, or you beat them and you're the standout girl that everybody's like, who is that? Like, you have nothing to lose.' And mm. right before I went out there, and when I really was like, she's right. I mean, I don't." And that kind of changed my approach for the rest of the season, to be honest, because it's like, I'm going to go with what's my personal best, and that's my LD. That's my leave no dot during that game. I'm going in with my best. Here we go. And I think, yeah, that was a really big game for me mentally. So. I'm going to be back off of Liv's LD, because as Brock knows, like, leaving this community at CrossFit was the hardest thing for me. Like they're all I knew and the people here were all I knew. So me going 10 and a half hours away from home was hard. But as soon as I got there, I like calmed down. But when we designed our glove for the university that year, there was like a lot of people sit there and they stress and they hem and haw, but I knew exactly what I put in my glove and it was L and D. So like not on the back, on the front because, and I sent it to Brock, I showed it to Brock because like Liv said, he pounded that into us because that's the mentality that you need to have. Like, you feel the ground ball, and you miss one, okay, well, leave no doubt, you better get the next one. Like, you have to have that mentality. And like I said, I didn't play much my freshman year. I, I didn't. Like, I didn't perform. And so then I came, leave no doubt, I came hungry my sophomore year, and I played it. So I still have my glove for my freshman year. And so all year long, every single game that I played in, I looked at the leave no doubt because – that's the mentality that has been driven into me ever since I was young. And like Kylie said, people always ask me, like, I don't understand. Like, they're trying to, I'm like, go ahead and guess what it means. Like, I like to play the game with them. Like, that's fun. But try to try to guess what it means. And then they're like, I don't know. And then I tell them, and I get to tell a story of how I was, had that pounded into my heart so young from seventh grade when Brock said that to me in CrossFit and in powerlifting. And you can ask Brock, when my, when did I, well, last year, powerlifting junior year? And when I hit that 350. Yeah, when you signed for when you signed with that, you decided uh, the coaches were kind of like, well, there's no really use for you to deadlift 400 pounds. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think that's that was my junior year. Yeah, I think that was my junior year. But what I was going to say was I was up there and I had to hit 350 to win. Like, I had no choice but to hit 350. That's, that's powerful. You're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, regional me. And what I did was I went up to Brock and I, he told me, leave no doubt. And what I do, I go up there and I pull it. And just having the mentality, especially when I go in the batter's box, when she goes in the circle, when she goes on the field, in the water, it doesn't matter. Like, you have the mentality of, I did this when I was younger. Why can't I do it now? So I think the leave no doubt that they have pounded into us, not even just the four of us, but all of us, everybody here at the pit community is what has made everybody their own person. And you can feel it yeah. in the community too. Yeah. You can feel the energy of the league, no doubt. And we all push each other and 
and help each other with that. And I got to guess I have three shirts that say um, they're all different types, yeah. but they all have either yeah. L&D or Lino Note. Vinegar. And I have one shirt that has on the back, and I had worn it one day on the water, and the girls can see me yeah. behind me, so they can see um, my back. And one girl had asked me, and she's like, oh, I've been looking at that, like, what does that mean? And I had told her, and then I like, kept wearing that shirt so it's easy to wear <laughs> um but she's like yeah i look at it every time and i know that when we have 100 meters left to go 500 meters i look at your shirt and i know that i really know that mm. so it's not it's a contagious okay. when you say it to people they remember especially when you keep wearing it or keep on your glove like, or bring it to the team like they're constantly reminded so then it becomes part of their culture and their mindset that yes i'm going to know that that's awesome so, well, if I don't say it to you guys enough, I just want to tell you guys how super proud I am of you. You're for real when I say, like, our community is so lucky to have you guys. Not just, like, this CrossFit community, but, like, Three Rivers, your sport community. are so lucky to have you guys as leaders. It's obvious in this conversation. We're amazing leaders. Human beings you are. So just one final little note, like, what's, like, one quick piece of advice you can get for all the young girls listening who want to pursue athletics? Like, what's your little last little bit of advice to get on? Um, I think a lot of what we touched on is keep going, keep trying, push yourself, know your body, find your people, and like establish that early if you can. But keep going, and it's gonna get rough. You're gonna hit your rough patch. You're gonna do this. I mean, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't able to go to homecoming football games, and I was like, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to do this. But I was like, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that's ultimately what paid off for me in the end, is just to keep going. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like my mom's, one of my biggest things that she likes to say is, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So like, you have to understand that you're part of the very minimal percent that want to strive and be better at something. So as Kylie said, like, keep going. Like Things are going to be hard. It's normal. And if they're not hard, then you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Like It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be challenging. Because that's what grows you as a person and what grows you as an athlete. And no matter what it is that you want to do, try new things. Like, make sure that you're happy in what you're doing. And if you're not, either find a way to be happy in that activity that you're doing or whatever it is. But if you can't, then move on and find something else because there's more opportunities for you out there. But make sure that you know who you are as a person and how special you are as a person before you worry about other people. <laughs> advice, okay, oh, advice. Any advice you have? Yeah, go ahead, get it. Yes. <laughs> quitting has never been in my vocabulary. Growing up, it's you can't quit, and CrossFit does that as well, creates that as well as you don't quit. I, it's, I don't think I've ever seen anybody stop like working out here. Like, I've never seen somebody just give up in a CrossFit workout because you know everybody around you suffering too. Like, there, it's not just you suffering. Yes, everyone has to suffers different ways, but everyone does it in their own ways, and it's about you. Are you going to be able to push through what you're feeling? Because only you can feel it. And I, I just think that we all need to keep going and not even think about the word quit. Like, yes, everybody thinks it, but you don't ever do it. You can't quit because that shows weakness, and you do. You need to take rest days, but you take the rest days so you don't quit and so you don't give up. And being able to push through that mental block, I mean, that's the best advice I can give is 
to not quit and keep going and everything. Um, Mine was finding yourself, but actually finding the school that fits you. Mm -hmm. Because I never, there was a point in my life where I was like, I don't remember the C word, but COVID, there was a point where I was like, I'm not going to play sport in college. I just don't think I'm going to do it. I don't think the doors are open for me. Um, eventually, like I said, kept pushing, kept going. My dad kept pushing me, and said, um, and yeah, I was able to find my niche. And I didn't know whether I wanted to be at a D1 school, whether I wanted to be a big school, small school, and that's when an NAI school hit me at heart. And yeah, so being able to find where you belong with the right people and what you want to surround yourself with is probably the best advice to you. I would say don't compare either. Like, I agree. I would never compare myself. Like, there's no difference. What is best for you is what is best for you. I wanted nothing big. I wanted a small school in the South. Same. And I was right. total opposite in the yeah. sun. Like, I was the total opposite. I wanted to go to the south, but I, I can't do a small school. Like I needed a big university. Like I needed something that was big. Like I visited small schools and I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But like she said, everybody's different. Like do what's best for you, not what's best for somebody else. Be open to anything. My mom on the way down to Tulsa was like, Why are we doing this? <laughs> and then we get off and then we get on the campus and she's like, Okay. <laughs> That's how you do it best. And it's just like you know you know as soon as you are there, you will know. And so it's like be patient. Get what you want, what you love. Trust you the want process. to be yeah, trust the process. Yeah. She didn't want me to move twenty-one hours away. I'm oh, sorry, man. mom, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you visit and you know that. <laughs> I would say that um, my advice to you guys would be to listen to yourself right now. Yeah. Because the, the same thing so okay. I read the whole, the whole life, you know. Um, you know, don't quit, have bread, overcome adversity, go listen to the insecurity of men, <laughs> or whatever it is. But my point is, is that um, these qualities, just like they carried you through high school and they carried you into college, and now you're having those. So, a follow up uh, to that, the question is, where do you guys see yourselves? in 10 years from now. Uh, we'll start right here and just right around the table. 10 years from now. <laughs> I'm hoping that, that I have my doctorate. Okay. Um, I want to be in clinicals, kind of going back and forth between child clinicals or um, forensic psychology. <laughs> Very different, but that's kind of my goal to where I'm at right now, so I'm taking those steps. and. We'll see if I move back home or not. Um, I kind of fell in love with where I'm at, the people I surround myself with. Um, so, what about the, how will fitness be in your life in 10 years? I have to keep something competitive. So, Pam, I want to get Pam. Pam, if you're watching this, you're a role model for us all. Pam. I can see you tomorrow. We're going to dinner. But yeah, I think that CrossFit keeps my competitive drive and it's something that for me, it pushes me to be a better me. And like I said throughout a lot of this talk is I do a lot of stuff for me, what's gonna benefit me. And so I think uh, we've already started researching CrossFit gyms down there, so if you guys have any recommendations, let me know. But um, yeah, so definitely.
eventually probably will be implemented there. Ten years? In ten years, oh, <clears throat> right, let's go ahead. no, in ten years, I'm the first for everything. No, I have always had a strong passion for helping people in the medical world. Um, but not to be like this, but like I'm not good at school. Like I honestly have never blamed one to like enjoy school, even though I have the passion to go to like PT school. Like school's always been a struggle for me. It has never came easy, so it's been hard for me. And so now that I had the opportunity to be done in a year, now it's the question of do I want to go to PT school? Do I want to go to nursing school? Do I want to go to be an OT? Like that's the question right now. Or like at a big university, you have so many connections to so many other things. But if I had to say what I'd be doing in 10 years, it's somewhere in the medical field, helping someone, whether it be physical therapy, whether it be occupational therapy, whether it be literally strength and conditioning, something along those aspects. But I'm hoping the medical route. I haven't heard anything family related yet. So. Oh, oh yes. that mine's coming. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me give a shout out to mom and dad. Is Bro, no, if you know me, you know that I'm ready to have like eight children. I want so many kids. Okay. And whenever they're ready, a stay at home mom sounds beautiful with my eight children and my mom. And my mom. And my mom. And my I want all black caddy and anyways, anyways. <laughs> those are my future plans. I will exactly. have a family. I hope it's in ten years because by then I'll be thirty-two and I don't want somebody to be like, dude, is that your grandma? It's like <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I can't do that. So that's that's what I'm trying to family, I guess. Hear from, so. Family for sure. But like I have twins, so like there's no genetics, so I'm not gonna make it very far. But Like, what do I do? Like, 
Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what to do because I've always continued to like push myself through these hard fitness tests or through so 90 minute soccer games. Like, what should I go into? And I'm like, CrossFit is amazing. Like, um, if you want help, like I'm more than welcome to help you or find you like a great gym. I don't know one like this though. So, <laughs> so I guess there you is no one. Like, like, I, like, I know that's why I'm saying. I love home. Move over. I love home. We're going to be real crowded. Turf. If I have to do burpees on the turf, though, I'm losing it. No barbells on the turf. No barbells on the turf. I'm definitely going to be having kids, and I'm definitely going to be married. Oh. Oh. Spoken like a dad. One day, maybe? I was like three, and maybe I got one. Aww. But I definitely want to do CrossFit for the rest of my life. I want Until to you're like Pam. <laughs> wow, yeah, oh my God, Pam! Oh, oh, I love Joe. Oh, oh my God. Pam is amazing. Oh boy. style gym and it shows up and shows out every single day every single year so no thank you, no, thank you. Yeah. seriously yes and you guys have created amazing opportunities for us because without you we would not be the athletes we are today <laughs> and the way that you guys have supported us and pushed us and helped us and provided all these things for us we can't be more grateful for you guys well you guys definitely took advantage of I mean, you know, we can put stuff out there, but you guys have to do the work. And yeah. You guys definitely took full advantage of that. Um, yeah, so where's Hadley to be in 10 years? So she's not here. We can talk about it. Hadley. Hadley. We're so excited about Hadley. <laughs> They're talking about Hadley Miller. She's uh, another one about their age. She plays basketball locally. Oh, she's out. So yeah, guys, I just want to thank you guys all. You know, this is our first one of these, so we, you know, we, we're really excited to be able to. You guys were the first choice, right? So uh, we're going to start off with the ladies. The ladies first. Mm -hmm. We're going to get a few guys in here, um, talk about them, talk about you know how secure they are with their manhood, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So, but um, but overall, you know, I just want to really tell you guys that we're we're very proud of you, and I mean yes. that gets thrown around a lot, but. We mean that. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen it grow up 
as as little girls and grown amazing young women like you are right now, not just as athletes, uh, but we're more proud of what you hold in a leadership format Amen. as a as just a, a, a woman in general. And you guys are all great great inspirations for all of the young people out here. So Hopefully, we're all watching this video someday. Uh, <laughs> when we're as old as. Uh, we're back in 10 years. Yeah, we're 10 years. Yeah, we're 10 years. Yeah, we're 10 years. So, yeah, so uh, we're going to close this out with one more roll of the victory groups. Uh, all right, guys, I'm going to let them go ahead and uh, close up their, their podcast. And just wanted to, um, man, I'm just floored by so much of this content the things that these young leaders are saying i took so many notes so many things to follow up on one of the things that i wrote down was what uh liv said which is it made us into great leaders it's made us into great leaders and she was talking about crossfit and um just in general so much love for the pit here which we love so much love for brock and autumn and our community they talked about the multi-generational uh things that we have going on here they talked about each other and growing up in the gym and they all said consistently that across the board that every um you know their mindsets they took into sport and they took into life uh that, that they took that crescent mentality into life still and are able to to um to live it because of that so we got so much more coming at you and uh they're all finishing up here for the night and um we'll get we'll get back at you because we got more coming i'll be coming up hot for a minute everybody know they're dropping a minute